listening to a podcast from Light FM. Unlocking the secret to better parenting. This is Growing Pains on the Light Breakfast. And this morning we're talking about baby led weaning with our resident child psychologist, Katiana Asman. Katiana, there's a rise of parents on social media sharing their baby led weaning journey. What is it and what isn't it? So baby-led weaning is a method of introducing solid foods, or at least feeding your child, which is very much child-led, hence why it's called baby-led weaning. So unlike, I guess, what we were raised around, where moms and dads would kind of spoon-feed their children um, often foods that are sort of blended up and sort of in a certain very mushy texture, uh, baby-led weaning encourages kids to be a little more independent with feeding. It allows them from a sensory perspective to touch the food and to kind of learn how to feed themselves. Um, it encourages them to show preference of what types of foods they would like and what they don't. Um, and also it is introducing foods in its often in its more original form. So less blended type things and more boiled vegetables and sort of in their original shape, just in a softer texture that they can palate. So it is absolutely a, a very popular um, approach that's being adopted now. Um, and a lot believe that it also reduces the likelihood of picky eating. Um, so that is definitely what well, my understanding of what baby led weaning is. Um, what it's not is very much just, I guess, putting a plate of food in front of your child and walking away and letting them eat like how you would expect a teenager right. or an older individual to do. Um, definitely not that. Um, so you, it does require a lot of supervision and it's not something that we would expect a toddler or a child who starts solid food at around six months to be able to do completely independently. It is about just having them be exposed to more the types of foods that they would need to eat as an adult and then kind of bypassing that spoon feeding process. As far as you can tell, is this really a new thing or is it something that we used to practice, forgot about, and then now it's popular again? Well, definitely something that's gained a lot of traction in the last couple of years. I mean, I, for one, even before having my my baby, was having friends who were telling me all about it. And it's definitely something that in the last few years has really picked up. Um, and there's been a lot of research that's gone into it. There's a lot of uh, programs that educate families on how to do it. So it's definitely now a really big thing. I think it probably did exist way back when, when parents were a lot less cognizant and concerned over the fears of babies choking and things like that. So I think probably we're, we're looking really, really far back. I'm pretty sure that there were parents who were practicing things that were very similar to this modern day baby led weaning. And then as we become a lot more aware about, you know, child health, and then I think with awareness comes a lot more fears with parents. Mm. Um, that's when we kind of thought, okay, let's kind of make it simple. Let's process everything. Let's spoon feed them. Let's take the risk and stuff out of it. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, our great grandparents were doing something very similar to that back then. It's interesting because my grandmother um, was the one that insisted I taught my son how to cough first before he started feeding himself. Mm. And therefore, he would understand what to do if we said cough, if, you know, he ate something that was a bit too much or ah. stuck, stuck in his throat. Mm. Okay. And, and we practiced that. So that was mm. a, a very interesting thing. So, yeah, it seems like it was done before, before canned food came along I processed food made an appearance yeah what about baby winning in terms of a child's development uh, you know i i feel very strongly that um one of the areas of child development that we often tend to ignore is the sensory development right we're very big on speech or motor skills but i think on sensory it tends to sometimes get ignored right and especially sort of in this 
environment where um, we are hyper aware of keeping our kids protected so we don't let kids run outside in the rain and get their toes in the mud. A lot of families who have helpers or who have family members who help with the care of the child, you often hear things like kids are not even allowed to dress themselves because it's just more efficient if grandma or grandpa does it. Um, Mm. They're spoon fed by these carers. And so a lot of the child's exposure to the sensory world is often muted, I feel, or delayed in sort of the current environment that we're in. So we're seeing a lot of kids presenting with what we call sensory processing delay or sensory processing disorder, sensory processing dysregulation, so SPD. And these are just kids who have their brains kind of processing sensory stimuli in a slightly atypical way. And while there has been no sort of causation link between, you know, a lack of exposure and SPD, um, a lot of it does kind of tend to happen with the brain not really knowing how to process stimuli they've never been exposed to, Mm. right? So I think that what baby led weaning, how baby led weaning kind of, in my opinion, mitigates that bit, especially when it comes to picky eating and sort of tactile uh, sensations as well, is that it allows the child to kind of really get into it. Um, Messy play has gotten really big in the last couple of years um, in an attempt to kind of help children from a sensory with their sensory development and and baby let weaning is the same thing any parent who is doing baby let weaning will tell you that it is a messy endeavor <laughs> um oftentimes there needs to be a tarp on the floor um mm-hmm. and kids get food everywhere but in their mouth and it is really developing upon uh, in my opinion sort of their sensory development because they're getting their hands into the food they're putting all these different shaped things into their mouth um, and not just this mushy texture that they're used to if everything was processed and blended so I think in that sense you're seeing from a sensory development perspective something really positive with this approach. When can we start and then what is the best way to start baby led breeding? So, you know, when it comes to solid foods, they generally say that about six months of age or six months old is when you can kind of start looking into introducing solid foods to your child. Prior to that, babies are 100% on milk, whether it's breast milk or formula. But even at that six month stage, um, I have been more for personal thing than rather than for work. But, you know, for you know the reading I've been doing, um, a lot of what they're encouraging is for parents to not say, okay, the day my child turns six months is when I start with solid food. Mm. There are certain things to consider. For example, can your child sit upright comfortably at that age? Mm. If they don't have the upper body strength to do so, you might want to look at delaying that introduction a little bit so that your child is able to sit at his or her high chair quite comfortably. So there are certain things that you have to be aware of. So speak to your pediatrician and find out when's the best time to introduce solid foods with your child. But when it comes to a ballpark, usually sort of after the age of six months. And when it comes to, from what I understand, pretty much something you can do immediately. So of course, depending on how young your child is and whether he or she has all of their set of teeth and whether their fine motor skills are developed enough, you might want to customize how you present the foods to your child so that it's not you know, harmful or dangerous for them. So for example, you might want to avoid cutting things super, super small for kids who might be a little bit younger. The advice seems to be to have, for example, carrots cut into sort of larger shapes that they can grip very comfortably in their fists. And they're not going to be able to, I don't know, a lot of parents are like, yeah, but bigger pieces, higher choking risk. But what baby led weaning is encouraging is actually the opposite. So having a 
sizable stick of carrot that's been boiled down to a chewable texture is something that your young child could be able to grasp comfortably and kind of stick in their mouth and they're going to be gnawing at it like as if it's a it's a bone really <laughs> uh, but that's going to be helping with regards to developing sort of the senses within their sort of mouth cavity um, it teaches their tongue how to manipulate that odd shape mm. um, and so that is also opening the doors towards speech development later on in life because it's teaching your tongue how to make these different movements to produce different sounds. For that reason, I think that, um, you know, you kind of have to be very well read on the topic if you want to start it. So don't just go ahead and boil a bunch of fruits and veg and dump it on a plate for your child. Mm -hmm. There is a science behind it and making sure that it is the best, uh, the safest way for your child, but north of six months, but of course, factoring in your child's development before you give that a go. What are some of the biggest mistakes made by parents and what could that lead to? Mm, when it comes to baby led weaning. Mm -hmm. So I think that what a lot of parents that I've spoken to, they get very concerned about the food that goes into the mouth, right? So they're thinking about, oh, my child didn't finish off the plate. The child's not eating enough, right? If you do your research when it comes to baby led weaning, the goal is not to starve your child, right? So if your child is struggling, of course, you do want to be involved and help them, you know, with spoon feeding them and things like that. But the goal of baby led weaning is to be able to give your child that exposure of playing with their food and showing preference, right? So I think that if parents become very stressed over the fact that the child is not eating the or even the messes that's actually something that I hear quite a lot of parents are very concerned about eating meat and eating clean mm. um, and the mess that comes with baby led weaning the stress that comes with that um, I think has the potential of creating a bit of a negative relationship with eating for your child because remember it has to be a fun and enjoyable thing if your child is stressed out because you're imposing a lot of rules and boundaries and you're getting stressed out and you're yelling at them if they're eating in a messy fashion, for example, that's going to make things very, very stressful for them. And eating is not going to be a fun experience for them. Your I, th I think that when it comes to introducing foods to your child and sort of trying to mitigate picky eating, it's a lot about we, what we found or what I found specifically is that if you don't expose your child to something, they are more likely going to be averse to it. So if parents who aren't big veggie eaters, who don't have vegetables at home, are more likely to raise children who don't like veg. If they don't see mom and dad eating veg and they all of a sudden have to, that's also going to make them less inclined to eat them. This is, of course, children who don't have sensory issues. So there are children who, due to um, you know being hypersensitive or hyposensitive to the stimuli in their mouth region, will not like certain textures of food. So things that are crunchy, things that are mushy, things that are a certain color, they might not feel very comfortable with. And that's a whole other thing. But generally, if it's a preference, then baby led weaning does allow you to kind of see what your child likes and doesn't like. It allows you to play around with different textures and shapes in encouraging your child to kind of eat certain things. And so I think in that way, baby led weaning can really help when it comes to picky eating. But if you make it a very stressful thing for your child, if you believe that, oh, if they don't eat it, I can't feed them anymore, and you impose that restriction on yourself, mm. then it's going to be a very difficult journey. And on that point, though, um, what about finding a balance like in mm. terms of consistency? You, mm. you you can manage it when you're at home, but then let's mm. say you're eating out. And is it confusing for the child when you're obviously when you're outside, the rules are a bit different? 
Of course. I mean, I think that, you know, for parents, there are certain situations where you have to not, you know, don't feel you have to bring your tarp everywhere and then, you know, do baby led weaning in a restaurant, right? There are going to be certain exceptions. Um, and, you know, I think that a young child will usually adapt quite easily. Um, they might have some confusion and it is it is possible to kind of explain it to them. You could also just have like a little little bottle of or a little container of some snacks that are going to be a little bit less messy. So you could have boiled carrots or you could have um, little bits of cereal that you could bring in a container and they can kind of play around with that at the table and not create too much of a catastrophe when you're out in public. So they get some element of that similarity, but you are kind of feeding them versus when they're at home and they have a little bit more of an exposure. So I think that in that regard, if you're concerned about your child getting too confused, you can kind of do that. Um, but ultimately, it shouldn't really be too much of a problem. So many tips and tricks there. I wish I'd heard this, as you said earlier, non, when I was actually going through the whole, you know, milk to solid state. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was interesting. I mean, we actually struggled a little bit by not knowing how to prepare. Obviously, because when you're a new parent, you worry very much about yeah. these things. So we went down the hole uh, already prepared in a jar, mm -hmm. um, which is good. And to be really honest with you, I became a big fan of applesauce after that. I tell you, there's a custard version of a, a oh, yeah? pot jar one that I used to actually eat. Mouthful for me, mouthful for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Our conversation today with Lights resident child psychologist Katiana Azman on baby led weaning can be listened to again on our Growing Pain sessions. That's on the Light Breakfast podcast found on the Shock app. You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S Y O K.